from the hosts that brought you to Coding Westworld and Westworld the Recapables comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld Season 4 in the Prestige TV podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld Season 4. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Kai McMullen, filling in for Amelia Wedemeyer. Amelia, we miss you. It's vacation season, you guys. We're it just is. playing musical chairs on this podcast. <laughs> You're unfortunately going to be hearing a lot more of me this summer. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, today, we are checking in with upcoming movies. It's the big picture over here for about 15 minutes. Then we're pivoting to Big Cheese It. <laughs> little food news action for you. And then cringe mode hitch because we have stolen all of our segments from other podcasts. So we're going uh, big pick, mm-hmm. uh, food news, rewatchables here Great. on Tea Time today. It's going to okay. be fun. <laughs> um, let's check in with movie previews. Guess what? Kate is talking about the Barbie movie again. Go ahead, again, Kate. It's like third week in a <laughs> listen, row. Listen, it's because... The Barbie movie is producing an incredible amount of content. First, I want to talk about the content, and then I want to talk about the strategy. Pictures abound on Mm -hmm. the internet of Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling filming, I think, what appeared to be on some sort of beach. I think they're Uh, they're, in Venice Beach. Yeah, it looks like the skate park. Yeah, they're like rollerblading. They're in the Barbie outfits, like the 80s, the leotard over the bike shorts. Just the commitment to the look is flawless. Uh, there was also video of some of the scenes that they were shooting. Uh, she like somebody grabs her butt. She like punches him. Ryan Gosling screams. Apparently, like some tourists like ran into Ryan Gosling like on a bike. It's like this oh whole thing. And it just is a lot of content for a movie that, again, is not coming out for another year. And I want to first I just want to discuss, is this purposeful? Is it too much? Are we being yes. spoiled on this movie yeah. ahead of time? 
This yes. movie is the Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian of like Hollywood. <laughs> it's like, it's oversaturated and you're going to make me not excited if you keep putting it in my face. It's a Call lot. It. It's a lot. It's too much, I think. And it feels purposeful. Yeah, is it, or is it unavoidable because right. of where they're filming? Because it seems like they're filming like in public places throughout LA. So is it just like people are like, oh, great. There's Margot Robbie. But then Kaya is that purposeful? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they could right. like build it on a lot or yeah. something. And yeah, and I'm, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking too. Because I'm like, how many movies film in Los Angeles? You know, like there's so Quite many movies yeah. that we have not seen this level of that's fair, paparazzi that's fair. pictures of, and yes. it just feels like it does feel purposeful. And I think it's too soon and too much, too early. Agreed. I can't uh, believe we're a year out still. Yeah. yeah, I made the comparison that this is like when they were filming Big Little Lies and there was that photo that was leaked or not leaked or whatever of Reese Witherspoon throwing an ice cream cone at Meryl Streep and everybody's like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Amazing. Can't wait. And then it knows never in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just and we're going to be let down. Right. I do. I think it's like, I, I think they'll back off, you know, like the backlash cycles are are just so constant. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think people will be like, it's too much. I don't care. They'll back off and then, you know, sort of hype it back up when when things. come. Yeah. Around. I mean, it is, it's got a long time till this movie is coming out. Long ass time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got to pace ourselves. <laughs> no more Barbie talk for at least six months. Oh, I will really? Not, I will not hold Can myself hold to that. that baby? But that's my. I'm manifesting that okay, for we'll us. We'll see you next week. Okay. <laughs> next one. All right. Next in upcoming movies. Uh, this trailer came out a couple weeks ago, but I wanted to talk about it and didn't have an opportunity. Uh, Matilda on Netflix is airing around Christmas time. And I've never seen the musical, but it's based on the musical version of the story. But I really loved the book when I was little. really liked the movie. And there's been some, first of all, I think it looks fun. You know, I love the story. Mm-hmm. I think. Everything is better as a musical, as we often say on Tea Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been a little bit of controversy about Emma Thompson, who's playing Miss Trunchbull mm. in the movie. <laughs> they really, they they did it to her. They, they did. did. <laughs> and first, I, I went back and forth on this. So Because first I agree. I was, you know, the, the controversy is she's in sort of what people are calling like this fat suit, which is a long, you know, Hollywood loves to take like, mm-hmm. you know, conventionally attractive, skinny actors and actresses and put them in prosthetics and fat suits when they could just hire someone who looks that way, uh, who would love the work. And so I think people are kind of like bringing this back because she looks like this like terrifying person. However, then I researched the musical and it's absolutely just taken right from the musical. And the, this role in the musical is played by a man because it's supposed to be like bigger, like, you know, Miss Trunchbull is supposed to be like this, like Olympic, like scary, huge person. (laughs) And really like, it's not so much a fat suit as it is like, a strong suit, you mm-hmm. know, and it mm-hmm. is ripped just directly from the stage to the point where I'm like, actually, like, clearly they're going for a specific version of this. Mm-hmm. And right. they didn't just okay. go like, who can we put in a fat suit for this role? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, they're just being committed to the original stage version. Mm-hmm. Um, but Emma Thompson you know, I, I love her a lot. She could do less of like the wacky prosthetic roles. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. my opinion. Uh, so, you know, I, I go both ways on that. Either way, I'm excited. 
It looks fun. It is like always a little bit freaky. Like Roald Dahl, just all of his stuff is like a little little scary. Really traumatized by them. Yeah. The cake scene actually they teased in the trailer seems less scary. I only saw the movie when I was a child. Have not kept up with it since, but it has stayed with me. Also, (laughs) isn't there, doesn't he get shut? There's some kid who gets shut in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, With like spikes Uh, in it. Yeah. That that really stayed with me. This book. Yeah. Those really scared. This one was like, Less traumatizing to me than like the witches. Oh, or yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of his other ones that were like legit, like he's scary a freaky horror. guy. Uh, he's <laughs> a freaky, what a freaky mind he has. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for that. Looking forward to it. You know, fun family movie, I suppose, if you like children getting locked in closets. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, speaking of family friendly movies, Hocus Pocus, we got a quote trailer that once I, that was the headline. And then once I watched it, it was not so much a trailer, but about 15 seconds of just like, it's like a teaser. Yeah. yeah. Didn't get a lot or not nearly as much as I wanted to, but we did see a glimpse of the three ladies back in mm-hmm. action and they look so good. I have they to say. Do. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Also, I love that Sarah Jessica Parker, who has obviously, and obviously Sam with Bette Midler, um, the other witch, Kathy, the Jami, they've had careers. Sarah Jessica Parker has had like a really long career looking one way, but she's back in this movie with the deranged eyebrows and the eyeliner and the dark lipstick and the dark roots and the blonde hair. She looks like, I'm happy that they didn't change any like physical yeah, like modern of her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they look great. And yeah, not a whole lot. Is gotten. that this year or next year? Um, it's this year. It's September okay, great. 30th. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You guys, and can't you know wait to talk about it, it. That people love is Rebecca from Ted Lasso. She's a witch. Oh, I love her. Oh, they're yeah. adding more witches. Yeah. Nice. She's credited as the witch. So oh, wow. Sing- I don't really know. Our yeah. guy, uh, the cat. What's the cat? Binks? Um, Jack- Zachary. Zachary. Zachary Binks. <laughs> He's back. Didn't he I hope that. I hope that. Yeah, yeah we, did. we did. I hope that they don't like CGI him. I hope it's still just like the little like puppet cat. Oh, you know? she was like, in the little teaser. animatronic. Uh, I can tell. Well, I'm sure that they better. will. But I think they I would like on Zachary Banks. So, all right, fair enough. Okay, good. The I other movie them. I want to talk about that's trailer released this week that was a real trailer. Did you guys get a chance to watch Ticket to Paradise um, with yes. George Clooney? Okay, good. Julia Roberts. Yes, it's like a real rom-com in an era where like a lot of they're trying to twist the format and like do all these like interesting new things this is just plain this and simple bread and butter rom-com. storybook yeah uh julia roberts and george clooney are long divorced but have a daughter caitlin deaver mm-hmm. who i love um she's and great. she's going to marry someone she barely knows across the world and they have to step in and like come together team up and like prevent you know, their daughter from making what they think is a huge mistake. And then chaos ensues. It's like so classic. Beautiful. What Just, do you guys think? It's it looks like it's going to be like probably it's got probably gonna be 90 minutes. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. Just Julia Roberts and George Clooney being yeah. attractive and charming. Yep. Um, and yes. we all know exactly resort. we know exactly what's gonna happen. And like I just love I that know. comfort. You know, every yeah. beat that's gonna happen in this movie. And that's what I want. That's what we want. And you know what? It was directed by Mama Mia. Here we go again, filmmaker yes. Old Parker. So wow. Okay, I'm all signs are pointing. I think it was Julie Roberts or George Clooney. I can't remember. One of them in press was like, "This is an quote like old fashioned film," because 
It's just yeah, sticking to I the mean, script. Yeah, they're kind of right. Sticking to I mean, what works. Movie stars love doing it. movies. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's coming out October 21st. So that's this year as well. <laughs> I'll be in great. theater. Great. We'll be there. <laughs> All right. Let's well, see some movie um, news. This yeah, is exciting. Speaking of movie stars doing movies, uh, Cameron Diaz is coming out of retirement to do a movie with Jamie Foxx called Back in Action. Not really sure what that's about. Not really the point. <laughs> so she basically officially announced her retirement in 2018. But like the last movie she was actually in was 2014 with the like Annie remake. If anybody mm. remembers that. Mm, right. And this is all exciting and great. But they for- unfortunately had to do this like really cheesy announcement for it where like Jamie Foxx like tweeted like, haha, hope you don't mind that I recorded this like very obviously stage phone call. Oh, no. And Tom Brady gets on the phone with them and is like, like basically Cameron Diaz is talking to Jamie Foxx. She's like, oh, I'm so nervous about coming out of retirement, like blah, blah, blah. And then Jamie's like, well, you know, I, I'm called up my friend who knows a little bit about coming back out of retirement. Oh, no. What? <laughs> and, and yes. And then Tom Brady gets on the phone and he's like, hey, it's Tom the GOAT. Or no, like Jamie Foxx is like, it's Tom the GOAT. And I'm like, if you were Cameron Diaz and someone's like, hey, it's Tom the GOAT, would you know it's Tom Brady? Like, <laughs> I I'm not, simply I'm not don't know. 100% sure she would. Right. And then what? basically... Cameron Diaz acts like fake surprise and like, oh my God, Tom, like, thank you so much. And then Jamie Foxx is like, all right, I'm going to let you two talk and then gets off the phone. So Cameron Diaz got retirement, like coming out of retirement advice from Tom Brady. Allegedly, allegedly on this. Wow. Real phone call that (laughs) happened. stumped Kate. (laughs) (laughs) It has, honestly. I, Wow. And I'm wow. just like not really sure why you needed to do this. You she didn't. didn't need him right. to tell her. She doesn't need. She's fine. We would have been she's excited a great about this Hollywood on actress. its own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, wow. Why do you have to get Tom Brady involved? I don't. Also, I don't retirement. Know. I don't. I know she has like she has formally announced she was in retirement. Everyone's calling it a retirement, but she could also have taken the last. I mean, it was only 2014, like last almost 10 years to like hang. You yeah, know, yeah, relax, chill out, travel. Yeah. Why are we gonna wow. call it that? She's still so young. All right. Well, <laughs> so I guess that's luck. good. <laughs> good. All right. Let's move it. We gotta talk about big cheese. It. So we're checking in with not worth the tea relationship news. <laughs> and this week in social media, can I just say to pat myself on the back, you guys know I'm always the last one in this outline. Adding things. This was the only thing. <laughs> big cheese. It was the only thing in this outline for a very long time. Like week. three days. It was yes. really bad. <laughs> really happy. Okay. Here's the news, you guys. Taco Bell is introducing, actually, I thought it was just one new menu item, but it's two. And they are incorporating Cheez-It, but not just normal Cheez-Its. They're calling it a massive Cheez-It, which is 16 times the standard size of a Cheez-It. And the new menu item is going to be called <laughs> Big Cheez-It Tostada. So I'm watching Kate's face as she's sense. like clearly just looking at this photo. <laughs> I, had I had not opened re- it. I had not I had opened it. It's I was enormous. Like, oh, it is just like a very large Cheez-It. It's like a, it's a huge Cheez-It. It's like, yeah. like a bread, like a piece of bread, but it's a Cheez-It. Exactly. And what they're trying to do, I think, is they're like trying to replicate, you know, the success of the Dorito 
Ta- Doritos Locos Taco. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't bring up Taco Bell, but I actually have many loved ones who really, really love it. Um, so wow. anyway, the second menu item is Big Cheese at Crunchwrap Supreme. Ooh. Um, so that would replace the tostada shell with the giant cheese it only $4.29. So anyway, this actually looks very good. I love a cheese it, but I'm worried about Is it the- gonna be too much cheese it? Yeah. Mm. I'm worried about the texture <laughs> at scale, at that scale. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like, dry. And um, very hard. Yeah. It's and then what if it gets like soggy? Like, do you want a soggy cheese mm. it? Like, not I don't really. Think we have to worry about the soggy. I think we worry about it being like too tough. Like- to yeah, chew. like it's stale. Thick. You know, it's not like crispy like thick. a like a Dorito. It's like a thick thing, you know? I yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the kicker to this is that it's I thought this was kind of like nationwide big news. It was on CNN oh business. It's only available <laughs> in one single restaurant in Irvine <laughs> for well, just two weeks. We're so gonna get have it to while make a field trip. Might have to make the trip. I am intrigued. I have to tell you. I also think the issue is like Cheez Its don't have the same cult cultural following that Doritos do. You know, like, yeah, there's true. like a, there's a feeling to Doritos where it's like, ooh, like you put them on a taco and it's like fun and funky. Whereas cheeses, it's like, I, like, that's just like a, a standard snack, you know? Are cheeses less cool than Doritos? It seems like they I are. I think, yes. They're nerdy. Yeah. Cheeses yeah. are like the, I think so. the nerdy Dorito. What about like extra toast? But people were like really excited about like extra toasty cheeses. Yeah. And those oh, those are good. Yeah, I love good. a cheese. It I don't know I do that too. I would like it in the middle of a. We'll see. I would, I, guess. I would try it if they expand it nationwide. I would try it. Who's going to Irvine? Maybe us. July Fourth. Maybe weekend. us. Possibly. Okay. It's on. Um, next one, Kaya. <laughs> All right, big pivot uh, away from big cheese. It. Um, so Amy Schumer went on Penn Badgley's podcast because Penn Badgley has a podcast as well. Uh, <laughs> in addition to Tea Time, there's also Penn Badgley's podcast, <laughs> right. and. She talked about how she fired his wife, Domino Kirk, as her doula, basically because she was just like too beautiful and ethereal. And like (laughs) (laughs) the exact quote is, I can't have this Botticelli fucking goddess floating around my home when I am like bleeding out, which is like, that's fair. That is fair. Actually, yeah, I wouldn't want that either. So it's like, okay, that's like pretty small world, right? Like Penn Badgley is married to this like doula who works for like Amy Schumer and I'm sure probably other celebrities. But in addition to that, Domino Kirk is also Jemima Kirk's sister. Right. And, and Lola Kirk. About her don't enough. forget Lola, the forgotten yeah. sister. What is I Lola actually don't do? know who that is. Yeah. She was in that movie with Greta Gerwig and she's in Gone Girl. And like, she oh. like had a moment that like was oh. very brief uh, oh, where yeah, she was she like the Kirk Girl. sister. And then she went away. Uh, yeah. So there's Lola Kirk and she is like sort of an actress. Sort of, Probably yeah. not anymore. She was then in that show with like the, it was like an Amazon show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's clearly, clearly not doing. <laughs> yeah, not as good as Jemima, clearly. So the power ranking yeah. of Kirk sisters, Jemima crushing it. Domino or Lola? It seems like Domino is like a middling doula. So like we got to go Lola and then Domino, right? Mm, or is well, the doula business thriving? She got fired. So, but she got fired for being too beautiful. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's really, really, yeah, that <laughs> no. is true. And we're talking about Domino, and, and we're not talking about Lola on the outline this yeah. week. So maybe yeah. it goes Jemima, Domino, Lola. 
I feel like Amy Schumer says a lot like for a bit, but I actually genuinely believe this and um, <laughs> would probably do the same. So yeah, yeah. honestly, you don't need that. You don't no. need that energy in your no. in your home. Who else you do don't. you think she doulas for? I would love to know. I was like trying to do some digging. I was like, is there other like celebrity clients? And then all I could find was like this 2014 like New York Observer article about how she was basically like the hip Brooklyn doula for a while. Well, yeah. And the only, I like, she has maybe. several famous clients, but yeah. I would love okay. to know. Wow. Okay, we'll keep digging. <laughs> um, next one, Kate. Uh, just quick, quick news break here. <laughs> uh, relationship news. Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick have broken up. That's uh, too bad. People <laughs> cannot decide how long they were together. Uh, he broke up with Rachel Bilson in July 2020. And various headlines have been like, after two years. Other headlines mm-hmm. were like, after over a year. And then one headline was like, after a whirlwind romance. I was like, it's we oh, know not it wasn't the whirlwind, whirlwind. romance. Like, we have different definitions of I whirlwind. So- okay, continue. Sorry. But <laughs> I can't with the whirlwind. <laughs> There's nothing whirlwind. What, would you, uh, what, time, what time frame would you consider to be a whirlwind romance? A couple Three months? months. Yeah. And also yeah. with different people. Sorry, continue. Like right, I would like, call like any of Pete Davidson's relationships like a whirlwind romance. I would right. call like Pete That's Davidson fair. and Ariana Grande getting engaged and then breaking up a, right. whirlwind, That's a whirlwind romance. romance. Yes. Okay. I would Agreed. not call like Bill this Hader and Anna Kendrick like yeah. committed multi-year relationship between yeah. two adults. Yeah. Uh, not a whirlwind. Anyway, that's over. I can only assume he listened to our simple favor episode and was like, you know what? They made some points. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, I'm glad he's seen the light and she continues to be uh, on our feud list. No one wanted to take that one. So thank you, Kate, for delivering us that news. Um, Kaya, back um, to you. All right. This is my stars. They're just like us post of the week. <laughs> Ben Affleck's son, his 10-year-old son, accidentally backed a Lamborghini into a BMW. How, you may ask. I asked the same thing. <laughs> um, they were at a like exotic car place in LA called 777 Exotics. And I guess his son was like really interested in this BMW. I mean, <laughs> and I feel like if I had a 10-year-old and they're like, can I get in behind the wheel of this very expensive car and I'll Assuming a lot of very expensive cars. Right. Yeah. All around. I mean, like, yes, but like, do not touch anything. And so I'm assuming what happened is that the kid got in and then like probably was just like futzing around. I wonder if like, um, you know, like in new cars, they have like all like the scary ways of like trying to make a gear shift like more. Yes. Advanced, yes. It's like pressing you know? of yes. a button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like a dial. So I'm just yeah. like something like that probably happened. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're in reverse and rolling towards, <laughs> I'm assuming a very expensive BMW. <laughs> Um, so there was like some really great like paparazzi shots of this leaked where like Ben is looking like really stressed and then JLo's also there and JLo's just kind of like off on the side like texting and looking like as disinterested as possible Um, she's probably like my kids did this the other week this is one of those headlines that I did see and chose not to read it to I was just like I (laughs) I hate this I can't I can't do I loved too like there was like an insider source and they were like Ben didn't seem very happy. I was like, no, really? Yeah, really? <laughs> Thank you for that detail. That's shocking. Also, their houses couldn't be, like, just take it for, I, I don't know, maybe it's more of, like, the principle of, like, him getting into a car and, like, fuddling with it. But also, you could take the car home, and even though you're 10 years old, you could mess around, but, like, yeah. not in an exotic car dealership. Probably yeah. not. 
Yeah. Probably not. Tough. Okay. One last one. It only gets worse. (laughs) Another one. Stars, guys, stars are simply not like us. Uh, Some of them have multi-layer complicated interactions with the paranormal. So actually, if Amelia was here, maybe (laughs) stars are like us. Uh, But Kesha has a show coming up called Conjuring Kesha. Guys, the stars are really into the paranormal these days. We're going to have to talk about it at a future date. But like everyone has Demi, Kristen Stewart, Kesha. Everyone has these paranormal shows lately. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And I have Uh, to own up. I said that Kesha's show is never coming out. Well, it looks like it is. So I guess (laughs) I was wrong. Good job. Good job. Way to own up to that. Uh, So she was on Seth Meyers talking about an upcoming episode. And she went out with Whitney Cummings and they went to the middle of the Tennessee mountains to visit a haunted prison. Okay, sure. And apparently in the episode, Whitney Cummings is upstairs in this haunted prison having what she believes to be a conversation with a ghost that identifies as transgender. So Kesha goes, she believes that she's connected and is having a full conversation with a trans ghost, which may be true. And I was like, that's like, that's enough. Like, that's wild. Slayers. So many layers and like, it's weird. However, it gets so much worse. Kesha continues the story and she's downstairs with the quote unquote demonologist needs to know everything about that person immediately. (laughs) Also, the first time I read the story, I read demonologist as dermatologist and I was like, why did they need a dermatologist there? (laughs) They just put it in like really small font on their resume and hope people think that it's dermatologist. Um, The demonologist is screaming at Whitney Cummings and at Kesha. Get her out of there. It's a demon. It's a trick. So no. the demonologist <laughs> believes that this transgender ghost is actually a demon pretending to be a ghost. And Kesha is goes, I'm sitting there being like, um, I'm not going up there in case it is a demon. But Whitney's crying and having a beautiful experience. And I'm the host. So she literally was like, I truly believe that this is a demon. But like, sorry, Whitney, like you're on your own. Uh, so I may have to watch this episode is the takeaway because I have so many questions. I would love to watch this. About, we should watch this for research should, purposes. For cringe mode I, I am intrigued. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, there are so many of these shows. We should like do like a comparison or something. One of these yeah, days, like celebrity, celebrity, paranormal shows. shows. Yeah. But yeah, that, that I, <laughs> I, I need to know. That up. It's I so need funny. to know if the demon was really a ghost. If the ghost was a demon, if Whitney Cummings escaped alive. Uh, How will we ever know? I guess we'll trust the demonologist. You got to trust it. the demonologist. That's, I mean, that's. How does one become a demonologist? That's my primary question, actually. Most of, of my questions. questions are about the demonologist uh, themselves. So, I, feel like, I feel like we've heard a lot on this pod with like the perennial sunning and everything back in the day. <laughs> but this is one of the weirder. The demonologist it, is something yeah. I learned new. Brand yeah. new today. We love okay. to educate people on tea time. We do. This is primarily okay. an educational podcast. <laughs> it is. Us in plain English, just holding yes. it down. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. 
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, let's do cringe mode. This is a good one uh, because I chose it. So <laughs> Liz, do Liz loves to pick good movies for cringe mode, which is great. Uh, it's great. I'm telling so. you, every once in a while, we have to treat ourselves and do like a good normal movie. But That's there true. are cringy parts of said movie. I would which say this is a cringe. Too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so this is Hitch from 2005. There's no anniversary. Liz just wanted to watch it. And we yep. said yes. Yep. So uh, Liz had seen it. Kai and I had not. Stars Will Smith as Hitch. And he's a dating doctor. And what he does is he teaches men how to get the woman of their dreams, how to proceed along various steps in the dating process and, you know, make a woman fall in love with them and commit to them forever or however long mm-hmm. they want. And basically he meets Eva Mendez, who's a gossip reporter while he's helping Kevin James. Uh, he was like this goofy, you know, businessman uh, achieve the woman of his dreams. They all kind of like interact. Uh, Eva Mendez finds out that he's the dating doctor. It's this big thing. Kevin James is ultimately successful uh, in romancing this like beautiful woman uh, who is so much hotter than him, but we'll talk about that. And uh, they end up happily ever after. So what did I Great miss? Great wedding dance scene at the end. Really good. Love love a movie that ends in a wedding or a party of any kind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great stuff. Um, highlights. Will Smith is just like, has this voiceover where he is kind of narrating these three men as they are stumbling along the dating world. They obviously have hired him for his services. And basically he is kind of giving very generic, uh, kind of like heteronormative, but unfortunately pretty accurate dating advice as these (laughs) guys kind of uh, just like find ways to make these women like them. So it's like, just kind of just sticks you right into like, he knows what he's talking about. He can help these goofy guys get these girls and like he's qualified and it unfortunately is just like very funny and engaging and I was like oh I came into this ready to make fun of this man who like thinks he knows what women want and then I was like oh no actually he does it's so cute. yeah it yeah. was tough it was a tough realization in the first 10 minutes I was like oh this <laughs> oh no he does know what he's talking about but it was fun 
Yeah. And well, another thing about this movie is that I feel like most of the time, I think like 75% of the time, I don't know. I can, it was hard to tell. It's like, I could not tell if this movie was like in on the joke or not. Yeah. Yeah. At some points I'm like, oh yeah, okay. They were like making fun of men. Like that, there's like a boardroom scene with Allegra Cole's character where she's talking to all of her advisors and it's just like her in a room full of men. And they all like whip their heads back and forth every time like she speaks. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so this movie is like, it's making fun of men. It's kind of like right. making fun of itself. There's other parts where like not so much, but I think for yeah. the most part. It's rel- it's like 80% self-aware. Yeah. 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 I agree. We'll go into that more in the low lights. I can't tell. I grapple yeah. with yeah. that. <laughs> it's mixed. It's okay. mixed. Um, um, highlight. <laughs> another highlight. I... You know, Kevin James comes with a certain brand, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I've seen him in anything that wasn't like Paul Blart Mall Cop <laughs> or like Grown Ups. What is I the think I saw that he's like most famous, uh, like King, King of, of Queens, King of, King of Queens, Queens, like in his yeah. little like UPS outfit or whatever. And I just like he you come with expectations when you're watching a movie that he's in. And he's actually very funny and charming in this. And I was like, you know what? Good for him. I saw him on screen. I was like, oh, Kevin James. And then he actually like really exceeded my expectations. And I had you a guys, good time. There is a time and a place for Kevin James. And it is right <laughs> here in Hitch. This is his apex mountain to borrow another rewatchables. Yep. This is the highest, the highest level that Kevin yeah. James will, or at least to date has ever achieved. He is, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm overhyping him. He is hilarious in this movie. And I... <laughs> I actually, spoiler alert, gave him the MVP because I feel like he had a harder, I think he had a harder challenge of winning over audiences than like Will Smith, who's like just innately charming and like, you know, conventionally attractive. Sure. Yeah. Kevin James had a had a steeper mountain to climb, but he did it. And I actually like think the whole question of like whatever beautiful woman falls in love with, you know, quote, schlubby CPA, but like I would. I would fall in love with this man. Like that is, I know I was also going to get into that more in low lights, but like I came in ready to be like, Oh, like this again. And I do have this to a degree in low lights, but like, he is very charming. And like, even like the goofy little glasses. I'm like, you know what? He kind of makes them work. Good job, Kevin. I agree. agree. (laughs) (laughs) Liz is all the way in. (laughs) I am. I really am. Yeah, I mean, I like I started to feel like happiness when he like started to win her over. So yeah, 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 you're yeah. rooting for him. Yeah, you're yeah, rooting I'm for rooting him. for him. I agree. Uh, I gotta say, I first of all, cruel and unusual for Liz Kelly, someone in a long term committed relationship, <laughs> to assign this film to someone who is out there in the trenches. Okay, <laughs> it's, this movie is a different experience if you are living this life and have been and. Can, will continue to, <laughs> Shut up. to the, uh, into the unknown future. Uh, however, there is a scene that made me feel better about the whole experience because uh, there's a scene where they're speed dating. And yeah, that looks traumatic. I actually can't think of anything I'd rather not do in my entire life. And so I actually, I ended this movie feeling much better about the apps because mm. I was like, oh, this was like the apps before the apps. At least like, I don't you could have been out there in a restaurant. Like, yeah. Speed dating. I was like, oh, people really used to do that. Like, did people really that what? Is that well, actually a thing? Know. I don't know. You hear about it. I guess if I mean, anyone I think, listening has ever done speed dating, oh my God, please, please tell I feel like us. it's something DM I've us. only ever seen in like movies, but it had to have been real at some point. I'm, yeah. yeah. Like, it probably I mean, wasn't like to... widespread, but it was an option. 
And you really have to wonder who would subject themselves to that. I people are very desperate. So uh, <laughs> or maybe not, you guys. This is how you get out. You know, it's a numbers game. It's true. You know, it's you true. Know? Fair. Fair. Um, again, speaking- again, you guys just don't get it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's tough out there. Moving on. It's speaking tough. of things that I can't tell are real. Mo- well, they are a real thing, obviously. But what I love being portrayed in movies is this like magazine or newspaper job, specifically like in the 2000s, where everyone's just like spinning around in their chairs, like answering random phone calls, which don't feel like they have any info or anyone on the other side. And then like big boss trolls and is like, have that on my desk at Five, and then you're like, okay, I love that culture in movies, and I can't write to save my life. But like, if there is going to be a time where I would like pursue, um, you know, like magazine or newspaper writing, it possibly is from these two thousands movies. Yeah. A like cushy magazine job is like an all time rom com occupation. All time, like it. it's like how to lose work. a guy in ten days. Yes, that is like but probably the pinnacle too. of that, yeah. where it's like. Somehow your work involves like going out to a lot of like bars and restaurants and also allows you to afford a like beautiful loft apartment. Yeah. Right. Chef's. And you can you wear the business clothes, but they're fun business clothes. Yeah. And, like you exactly. can be hot, but also a career woman. Exactly. It's the, this is this is how they sucked us into being yeah, media. Yeah, truly. They guys. sucked you in, truly. yeah. This is an extinct job. 13 going on 30. <laughs> and this is how they got oh, yeah. us. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's lovely. I eat this stuff up. This is like it's perfect great. rom-com it's job. It's so fun. I think. Yeah, really yeah. good. Okay, let's dig into the lowlights. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, Kate. like we included this because we knew we had to, but like I just like didn't care. Uh, you know, it's fucking heteronormative, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's men being like, I can get this woman to sleep with me in these ways. And this is what all women Despite, want. And I know yeah, it, whatever. It's fine. I don't care. Like, I was like, I know I have to put this in here because like, I know <laughs> I do, but it's fine. And this is where we kind of get into it. It's like, I think they know and they're kind of right. making fun of that trope. Yeah. They know and they don't know yeah. a little bit because this is another low light that I'll say for later. But like Hitch is a little cheesy and like yeah. a little like his quotes and things. But anyway, yes, I did. You know, you get sucked in. You're like, I resent the fact that like I can't be just like understood in some like three or four written out rules. And then I was like, you know what? This would work on me because it's like, <laughs> but again, we'll talk about his like right. interesting it's a good advice. Starting. It's like a good starting point, you yes. know, like. Obviously, like, it's not going to apply to everyone. But, like, there are certain things that he says where I'm like, really, like, you should start here. Like, when you're dating, like, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not, like, applicable to everyone. But it is, like, a good basis (laughs) to a lot of people. So, you know, not amazing on every aspect. But, you know, I don't. it doesn't really matter. Good for 2005, I would say. Yeah. Could have aged way worse. True. It could have aged way worse. Yeah. Um. Low light, you know, we talked about this with Kevin James. No shade to Kevin James, who again in this movie is like very charming, very funny. But there is like a real thing where the schlubby guy has a really hot wife. This happens a lot in television. He features prominently in this trend. Uh, There was a piece about it in the New York Times called Kevin's Can Score Improbably Attractive TV Wives. And they use examples from The King of Queens, Family Guy, According to Jim, Still Standing, Modern Family, Parks and Rec, and like some of those are playing on it, like Parks and Rec and Modern Families in particular are like kind of playing mm-hmm. on the fact that that's a thing. But Kevin James just always has a hot wife. And it's just like, and that's fine. There are a lot of Kevin Jameses out there who I'm sure also have hot wives and a lot of 
hot women out there who love Kevin James's, but it happens every time. And I'm like, you know what? I could we be like just a little more realistic on occasion. Yeah. However, the whole point of this movie is that he's like shooting for right. the stars and then she sees him for who he is and blah, blah, blah. So, well, let's talk fine. about that. The shooting of the stars. Kaya? Yeah, okay. So this is where I got like probably the most hung up and probably am overthinking yeah. this. I am overthinking this and that, but that's kind of part of what we do. Um, is it creepy that he basically seeks out this woman who is famous and is like, I know that I can make her happy and that no one else is making her happy and that she deserves me. Yes. My thing more than that, because she does get cheated on. So the more like I could make Mm. you happy, like you could see that being the case, but it's more like he knows nothing about her and just sees like a beautiful woman. And is like, I'm head over here. You're the one. Yeah. And it's like projecting a lot onto her, you know, where he's like, this is like, she, why, why does Kevin James think that she deserves him? Yeah. Also, it has some incel energy, and it's not just him. Like in the beginning, <laughs> no, you, know, you it's guys, a little bit like Kevin James. So there's like quickly. a little bit incel energy <laughs> just so. to this whole concept no, where it's like you I take work. this like nerdy guy who feels like women don't like him, and like he wants this one woman that he's obsessed with, and then it's like here are the things you have to do to get her algorithmically. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's a it, little weird. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like, I am such a nice guy. I would treat her right. right. Versus like, I deserve these, her. like, handsome men. She usually <laughs> goes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's true. It's an undercurrent. About Kevin James. Damn it. We, okay. It's fine. He's great. Again, I'm overthinking this. But, yeah. you know, just food for thought. If we're nitpicking, there is a yeah. little bit of yeah. that. Fair, fair. Um, okay, oh well, God. turning the tables because it's not just Kevin James that we have to focus on. Yeah. It's also <laughs> Hitch because I want to talk about the first date that he planned with this woman, unlike all other women, Eva Mendez, right? Mm-hmm. So like you want to shoot for the stars a little bit, but the way in which he, he shoots too, too far, too one far. would argue. <laughs> way too far. So here's the first date plan. And if you really want to go into it, to even ask her out on said date, he delivers her a walkie-talkie and then second present is he delivers her a wetsuit. So that's like even before she walkie-talkie arrives. Walkie-talkie was cute. Yeah, yeah. that Agreed. was cute. Agreed, because he didn't have her cell phone number. Cute, fine. Okay, here's the date that he plans for their first time dating. Mm-hmm. 7 a.m., meet on the docks. First strike. Bring your wetsuit. Second, Second plant. <laughs> Gonna ride around the Hudson, which I actually need someone. I meant to ask someone who lives in New York, like if that's gross or not. Like, would I, you want to be? I, really yeah, I think it's really gross. And then he, they end up both getting in, which is just triply gross. So well, after he like kicks her in the head. On yeah, accident. that was accidental. You're right. I can't hold that against him. <laughs> anyway, so then that's first part of the day is running around the swamp water of the Hudson on a jet ski. <laughs> then you go to Ellis Island for a private tour, which is very cool. History. Okay, not but just like, you were taking the private tour in your dirty, wet, gross yeah. wetsuit. You got to call it on that you're one. Chafing. Like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you are right. Okay. So Ellis Island though, tour, cool. What is not cool in my opinion, which is just too personal and too intense for a first date, is he found and researched beforehand her great, great, great grandfather who who traveled through Ellis Island and signed the book and like has that piece of their family history. Like he researched that 
had the tour guide flip to the page in advance. And it's very emotional for her. And it does blow yeah. up in his face, which again, it's like, are you in on the joke that this is way too intense? But then it's like, he still planned it. And he's like, <laughs> I love doctors. So I don't know. You have to weigh those things. Anyway, she starts crying. Turns out, or like, you know, her family was like some axe murderer or something. So sure. anyway, way too intense for a first date. Um, and yeah, kind of. This is like seventh date. Maybe not even yeah. seventh date. This like is like a way year into a relationship. Also, yeah. like, you know nothing about each other. You met at a bar for like two seconds. Like, literally just go to dinner and talk. Like, hey. Yeah. yeah I think terrible. the most egregious part for me is the 7 a.m. jet skiing. <laughs> or, no, I think the most egregious part is like, hey, do you want to go tour Ellis Island in your wetsuit? After, like, I could, I being could in do- the dirty wood Hudson waters. Yeah. I see that that I could listen. I'm a morning person, as you know, and yeah. I could do like the 7 a.m. jet skiing if the plan is to go get like brunch after. Like yeah. you got to like you got to yeah. circle it back and like, you know, I, I if agree. it's something that like he knows she likes or something. I, but it's the Ellis Island thing is unforgivable. You can't put those two together. It's terrible. Oh my God, we're going so long on Hitch. Oops. Okay. One more low light. Um, <laughs> I can't tell if this movie like all because like all the men are not really bad, but they're like, are you? Because Michael Rappaport plays Hitch's like best friend who's married, um, who's out of the game. So, you know, it's supposed to be the context for like, yeah, out of the yeah. game. They're at a bar and Michael Rappaport, or I'm going to call him Ben because Michael Rappaport, I don't like thinking <laughs> about lot. him as a person. He is like, <laughs> when you're married, when you're vulnerable, when you have that deeper connection and you're not looking for like shallow hookups or even like dating, like that's where the real, that's where you really live. That's where it really, you know, is at. And I feel bad for you that you don't have that. You should seek that. Okay. So then you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Agreed. And then a group of really attractive women walk into this bar and Michael Rappaport loses the ability to speak and is just like <laughs> gobsmacked by beautiful women and can't even complete a sentence and like won't go up to them with Hitch as his wingman because he's like, doesn't know. He like doesn't want to get himself in trouble. And I'm like, what? It's just gross. immediately gross. He's like, I must leave the bar. I am too tempted. Yeah. Oh, God. Sucks. Yeah. So Sucks. anyway, that was a low light. I'm like, what? Michael Rappaport is what, just generally. What is the tone? Low light men <laughs> you know what you're getting. Yeah. Okay. Let's do what's age the best and the worst. Quickly, Kate, go ahead. We'll get, go right through it. Age the best, Eva Mendes side part. Looks great. She's crushing it. She's got amazing hair. This whole movie up, down, looks incredible. Yeah. Age the worst, Eva Mendes' skinny glasses. She's got these little reading glasses. They're like the skinny, thick framed 2005 uh, glasses and they look terrible. So. Yeah. Okay. Best is a quote. Shout out to my sister, Becky. We say this still all the time. You go 90, I go 10 when they accidentally kiss. And it's just really quotable. Really and good. I still say it to yeah, this day. It's a funny scene. Couldn't tell best or worst, but I had to say it. Trivia. JLo and Cameron Diaz were like offered and up for this role that Eva Mendez had. And I do think JLo would have killed it because she's so good at rom-coms and like her like hard ass. JLo would have been really good over. Yeah. But Eva Mendez is awesome in this. So yeah. we're going to leave that there. Okay, Kaya? Um, age the best. Actual movie stars in rom-coms. See Ticket to Paradise, which we talked about above. Exactly. It works. Yes. Charismatic it people time. being charismatic is fun to watch. Yep. Works every time. All right, MVP, Kate. Eva Mendez, really hot, <laughs> really funny, and should be in more things. I yeah. I forgot about her. and She and just like really does not act anymore. No, and she even back then like wasn't in... at the. We've never done a cringe note with Eva Mendez in it, which I was like, I what? And I have not seen her in that many movies. And I was just like, you're great. Why are you not doing this all the time still? 
I agree. Guess what? My MVP is Kevin James. Someone's <laughs> got to stick up for him these days. Apparently, you guys called him an incel, yeah. and I don't, yeah. I don't stand for that. Okay, uh, lightning round questions. What is the best piece of advice that Hitch gives? Uh, there are a lot, actually. He has some some winners. Uh, first one, you can't use what you don't have. He's like telling these guys, you know, uh, you want to be the best version of yourself, but you don't want to try to make things happen. Personality traits, looks that like you just can't pull off, like work with what you've got, make it work. Uh, but, oh, he, he's talking. To, <laughs> I was like, where is this from? Uh, he's talking to Kevin James about his dancing and he's trying to get him to tone it down and like do less. And Kevin James starts doing like the white man's overbite. And he's like, don't, don't you bite your lips. Stop it. I was like, honestly, never, never bite your lip. You got to stop. Great piece of advice. You can't do it. Another yeah. piece of good advice was he says, a woman who doesn't want to kiss you after like a date, takes her keys out, puts them in the door and goes in the house. A woman that wants to kiss, she fiddles. And this is true. As someone who's been a fiddler and as a fucking get in the door. Yeah. This is true. It is true. So yeah. take that. Really good um, advice. Other piece of advice would be genuinely uh, interested in the best friend that travels yeah. like or attends yeah. the date with you or whatever the hell. Like, this works. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, another piece of good advice, go in 90%. Let the other person give 10%. Consent. We love it. Yep. Yes. Yep. Great. Great stuff. Great tip. Uh, I'm, and just to finish, I'm mad about how legit a lot of this advice is. I didn't come here to be seen and perceived. I came here to make fun of this movie. And then I, I was like, oh no, I put these questions in right at the beginning. I was like, can't wait to write about all this bad advice. And I was like, fuck, it's hard to find. Yeah. It was hard to find advice. advice. Okay. Let's do the worst piece of advice Hitch gives. Go ahead, Kate. He does say that like women are too guarded to realize that there are so many good guys around them all the time, which is like yeah, a little bit of like incel this, advice stop, where it's like, I, it's making people think these men think that like, I'm the good guy. And like, actually we're all really good. And like, she just doesn't see yeah, it. This is like, yeah. And no, no. you stopped being like so hard and like, right. Hardened yeah. and guarded. Yeah. Let your walls down. Cold. It's like, no, actually Boo. like trust no man actually. is Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> I think we've okay. learned. Yeah. yeah. Another piece of bad advice is he's like, he has a strict no dancing policy for all of the men that like go out on these dates. And I say, no, I need to see you dance. I need to see what happens and like what, you know, is happening on the dance floor with you. So I'm team Kevin James as usual. I, guess. I disagree <laughs> with this. Actually, don't no, Don't bite your lip and don't dance. Just like a little, the little side to side step that he teaches Kevin James. Totally. You haven't lived. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kyle, last one. <laughs> um, listen to what she is saying, being like big pieces of revolutionary advice, <laughs> which is like, okay, I guess, yeah, that is good advice. Please listen to people when they talk, but also like, I hate it. So <laughs> yeah, the guys are like nodding, like, listen, like, oh okay. my God, like trying oh. to remind themselves to actually listen. It's like, okay. All right. Okay, wait. So this transitions directly into unanswerable questions because mine relates to Hitch and I'm yes. curious what you guys think. Do you think that Hitch's job, like on principle, is like bad or like, is this a 2005? Like, what do you guys think about the nature of him actually like helping? Like, what are your thoughts? So I gave, gave this some thought and I think it goes back to like Kevin James his character seeking out like <laughs> cool. So I think if these guys are using Hitch to like woo a specific woman. Exactly. It's the personalization that makes it creepy. Yeah. Where, yeah. Versus like if they're like, hey, can I just get some like dating fundamentals mm, and totally. just like help me in general. But I think it's creepy when they're like, I have 
picked this woman who I yeah. decided should be with me. And now I need your help. Yeah. Kaya, would you be pissed if you found that Nick had it? <laughs> like in the original like couple months of you guys dating? I guess he only sticks around for the first three dates. So I would be I wouldn't be weirded out. I would be weirded out. Okay. Got you it. would too, right, Liz? I think so. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to the whole like old school romantic idea of like, oh my God, they like picked me and they like did mm-hmm. went through all these efforts to like, get me. But like I think it's it's creepy. That's yeah, creepy. Being targeted to that degree. <laughs> yeah. Is we creepy. have turned a beloved movie of mine into such a creepy premise. It's a good movie. It was fun. It. This is the best cringe film we watched in a while. Yeah. So I thought fun. we can do the other unanswerable questions then, Kate. All right. Pivoting <laughs> to uh other men that annoy us. Uh when will Chris Pratt stop being Chris Pratt? He did uh, a cover story. In which, it, <sighs> listen, if I was Chris Pratt and the entire internet and world had dubbed me the worst Chris, I think what I wouldn't do is go in an interview and talk about how difficult that's been for me <laughs> and how how hard it is to be dubbed the worst Chris. But that's what he did. That is what he decided uh, was the move. And mm-hmm. one of his reasons, he gave a lot of reasons for why he's not actually the worst Chris. Uh, what he needs to do is like start a whisper campaign against the other Chris's. is <laughs> yeah, frankly what I would exactly. do. Uh, but he decided not to do that. He decided to talk about how actually no one calls him Chris, which, listen, your name Wait, is what? Chris. That is his, uh, it's not my name, is what he said. And I was like, what? Your name's not Chris? His name is Chris. Everyone calls him Pratt. <gasps> and he, or like, CP. Okay. And Great. this is his argument, is he goes, uh, no one calls me Chris. My friend Chad, I went golfing with my friend. Oh, you my have friend a friend Chad. Chad. My pastor, in the same article, you in which he's like, actually, Chad. I'm not religious, but he goes golfing with his pastor named Chad. Uh, and he goes like, no one calls you Chris. I'm going to call you Chris. All right, Chris, you're up. And I was like, no, it feels weird. It's not my name. Don't call me Chris. It is his name. What? Uh, and he is a Chris. But I love that he decided instead of being like, listen, like, you know, people are going to say what they say, like, maybe just not talking about it. He decided to go with no one calls me That's Chris. That's his and therefore, angle to I'm not, not be the eligible. worst Chris. <laughs> I am ineligible in the Chris debates. Uh, hilarious. And this, the article that's like summing this up is immediately like, this is absurd. Like, you just got to come on. Uh, so yeah, I just, he just needs to stop. He's annoyed everyone even more by giving all these reasons why he has been discriminated against as the worst Chris. And it's like, every day, every day, Christmas Cena gets more powerful. I'm just going to say like, exactly. (laughs) He minds his own fucking business. And it's just, if you are a movie star and people don't, and also like saying like, Oh, everybody hates me. That's not even true. You are an extremely successful bankable blockbuster movie. star. the only people that hate you is a small subset of the internet that like allowed small people on Twitter, including us, which is fine. But like but the fine. average middle American loves Chris Pratt. Like I yeah. uh, doesn't You're know fine. any of this. Also, You'll- every time someone says something bad about you, all of your Marvel co-stars are like, Chris Pratt is the most incredible man I've oh, ever met. God. So it's like, I don't, what are we doing here? Come on. Anyway, <sighs> move Smiling. on. Okay. Yep. Last right. one, Kaya. Who currently holds the crown for best nepotism, baby? This question came to me because there was like, was Vanity Fair profile of Dakota Johnson that came out this week that was just like the puffiest of all puff pieces where it's like <laughs> she flounces down to the ocean and her she looks like Jane Birkin and like blah 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 but 
she did have one good joke in this profile. And I was like, is Dakota Johnson good? And she said, I was at a party. And who knows this is even true, but I'll give her the credit. She said, I was at a party. And I said, yeah, I have some NFTs. And everybody's like, oh, really? What do you have? And then I said, oh, nice fucking titties. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I gotta hand and it to when her. I was reading this, I was like, oh, of course she has <laughs> NFTs. And then she flipped it. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know what? Yeah. Point. Well, point you guys Dakota continue Johnson. to be fooled by Dakota Johnson. And I will okay, not then, all right, then Liz, who is your best nepotism baby at the moment? Oh, hmm. so many to choose from. For you the record, what? Dakota Johnson is not mine either, but I did enjoy this little puff piece. You know what I like is People Magazine on TikTok do like this celebrity was raised by this person and this person. And they've basically turned like nepotism babies into a trend, but are like trying to make it be like, some cool viral video, but it actually just highlights how many young people in Hollywood just come from other successful people in Hollywood. There's so many. Yeah. So I think it's kind of turned on them recently. Um, I'm gonna say, wow. Kate, do you have an answer as I yeah. stall? Okay. Tracy Ellis Ross is the best nepotism oh. baby. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Shit. That's a good She's one. She's great. She's great. You know who, okay. <laughs> I like Nicole Richie. I don't know why. She's like a chaotic, didn't try to be like a serious actress, just as like, <laughs> I'm rich and I'm going to like try some things. And now she has a clothing brand, but like never, doesn't take herself too seriously. Yeah. And I think just chills in the fact that she's just like yeah. rich and famous the ones, through her. Right. The ones that are good are the ones that are like fine with a certain level of mediocrity. Like, and yeah. this is right. going to come out as a drag, but another good one is Mariska Hargitay, <laughs> whose mom is Jane Mansfield. Uh, but like she just decided to like be on law and order her entire life. You're making me doubt this now. I know. I mean, I just don't know a lot about Marissa. She is. Yeah. Oh my God. But she just like, she was like, I don't need to be the next great movie star sex symbol. Like I'm just going to be on law and order until I die. And like (laughs) has brought so many people so much joy and it's just great. You know? And like Tracy Ellis Ross too is just like vibing. Like she just yeah, she just like has a hair care line. Is definitely like the most talented. Yeah. It's of the all delusions. Yeah. It's the delusions of grandeur that like really take the nepotism baby like too annoying. You know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Kaya, do you have a pick? Um, I like Riley Q. Yeah, she's good. That's it. That's another one too, where like they embrace it. There's another one where it's like you just you are a nepotism baby, and you're you talk about it, and you embrace right. it and or the people are like try to get away this. from it like so yeah. hard i also yeah. like i can't remember his name off the top of my head right now but goldie hahn and kurt russell's son oh he's like yeah. a legitimately good actor. is that wyatt russell wyatt oh yeah russell. wyatt russell he yeah. is good yeah it's good i'm uh, never mad to see him when i'm like watching a tv show that he's in <laughs> and i also like nepotism babies who make like really weird like artistic acting picks because like they don't really need the money so they right. just kind of like are in like like they like indie movies and like mm. you know people because yeah. like someone needs to fund those things so it might as well be the nepotism babies who don't really like need the money so true so <laughs> true okay These we wrapped it up picks. in time i like this we us. really honed in at the bottom half <laughs> of him. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to thank our producer and co-host, Kaya McMullen. Thank you, Kaya. Um, thank you guys for listening. We are off next week. So it's tea time summer vacation. It is. Accumulate some celeb news for you guys the following we week. Um, anyway, we'll see you then. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Kaya McMullen.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.